The following audio is from the Grove Church. To find out more about our church or to check out previous messages, go to our website at grove.church. Didn't they do a fantastic job? They've had to work pretty hard. We had a lot of sickness go through, and so this week was actually the first time we all practiced together as one large group. So it's been crazy. As you saw, we lost a wise man from the first gathering to this gathering, but Tahiri stepped in, and she was the best wise woman ever. So proud of them. They did a fantastic job of pivoting, and I am so proud. Um, If you don't know me, my name is Adrian. I am the kids pastor here at the Grove Church. Woo! Woo! You usually uh, won't see me up here because I love being with kids, and so I'm always up with the kids, having fun with them. Uh, Another thing some of you might not know is I'm also married to Pastor Ryan. I brought a picture to prove it. We do go together. (laughs) You don't see us together, so I always have people ask, who are you married to? I'm like, well, it's Ryan, but he's there, I'm up there, and you know, one of us is chasing our three kids around also, so... But uh, one thing I love about Ryan is he really is the reason that I'm up here today because he believes in me. And when I doubt myself and I'm like, there is no way I'm speaking in front of all the adults because I speak to children. He was like, no, you got it. You can do it. And so um, thank him if I do a good job. Don't thank him if I don't. (laughs) But uh, he also really pulled his weight this week because with practicing for this and also speaking, he did all the school pickups. He did all the dishes. He really helped keep my family going as I was preparing. Um, But one thing I love about Ryan is that he loves Christmas. I know you all probably know that because if he preaches anytime during Christmas, he shows his love of Christmas. And uh, when we were dating, we met online, and we'd been talking on the phone a long time, and we decided to have our first date in Bellevue at Snowflake Lane. I don't know if you've been there, but it is beautiful, and the fake snow and the beautiful Christmas carols and We were there, and we'd been talking for a long time, so it wasn't like I just met him, but uh, it was our first time meeting in person, and I looked over at him, and I'm like, oh, this is the one. He's the one. He loves Christmas. I love Christmas. I mean, it it can't get much better than that. And uh, in our love for Christmas, we had our first daughter, Emery, and uh, we were going back and forth, and we decided to give her the middle name Noel because we just, we love Christmas so much, and I want to show you a quick clip of my daughter, Emery, and her love of Christmas. For you, Okay. He said to tell you that when he gets home tonight, he's going to set up the Christmas tree for you. (laughs) You're excited? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) This is going to be the best best day ever. It's going to be the best day ever. Okay. (laughs) See you soon, Daddy. See you soon, Daddy. She's, yeah, sorry for the video quality. That was before iPhones were really, you know, could take pictures. But uh, I love that because that is really what our family encompasses with Christmas. We just love Christmas. And Emery has loved Christmas since she was a little girl. So I think God knew when we gave her that middle name, Noel. And ever since I was a little girl like Emery, I loved Christmas. So it, I think it was like a few months ago, Pastor Nick was talking. I was like, I want to preach. And he was like, what? And I was like, I want to preach on the day the kids do their play because I just have such a heart for the Christmas story. And even, you know, now as I'm an adult, I love anything that has to do with Christmas. The Hallmark movies, anybody in here? Hallmark movies? Yeah, I know, they all end the same, but it's so good. It's so good. I love, I love watching 
them. I love the feeling it gives me in my heart when something happy happens. I love snow. I love the thought that it could possibly snow, and I check every radar on any maps and any app I have to see if there's snow in the forecast. I also, um, one thing I truly love is finding the perfect gift for someone. I do not like gift cards because I feel like they're so impersonal. I love finding something that makes someone go, wow, you thought of me. And so that's one of the things I really love during this season. But I think uh, one of the things I love the most is being a mom and watching Christmas through the eyes of my kids. Like Emery just so excited to set up the tree for Christmas. Sometimes we forget about that excitement. We forget how exciting it can be because we've kind of grown up. And my son, Cade, he wakes up every morning ready to do his Star Wars Lego advent calendar. Like he is up before he should be up because he's so excited to open the next door. Kids remind us how things should feel, how we used to feel, how things used to be magical and special. I uh, stumbled across another video and I just have to show you of this boy's first trip in Costco when Christmas came out. to be honest, I'm pretty sure I do that when Costco gets all their Christmas stuff up and I'm like, oh, it's almost Christmas. But I saw that video and I was like, oh, I have to play that. That's perfect. That's exactly what I'm talking all about. How kids bring that out because they're not afraid of like, what are people going to think? He's like, it's Christmas. And I'm so excited. Well, as we were preparing for this play, um, there's a lot of kids Christmas plays out there. I hope you know, there's funny ones and silly ones and you know, we were going through different ones. Joy was sending me some, and I really wanted one that had showed the simple and beautiful nativity. And I love that it had the different aspects of Joseph talking and Mary talking and how we could kind of feel what they were feeling. Um, so with that, I have about 12 things I would like to share with you this morning. Just kidding. Pastor Aaron said I couldn't go that long. <laughs> so I have three. I've narrowed it down to three um, things that I think are really important as we head on to Christmas. Uh, the first one is what I've kind of touched on, but let us not forget the wonder. I'm not talking about the Christmas trees and the lights and the gifts and the presents and everything else. I'm talking about don't lose the wonder of what just happened up here, the nativity of God sending his son for us. Just like that little boy is so excited. That's how we should feel when we hear this story. Like, God, you're amazing. You did this for me. You sent your son for me. When we hear what God did for us, let us remember those amazing things. Mary was just a child, yet she obeyed. And she said, God, I'll do what you ask of me. Joseph didn't understand, but he also obeyed. And he said, God, use me. I, I don't feel qualified to be your son's father, earthly father, but I will do it. He was just a carpenter, but yet he obeyed God's call on his life. I just, I love that scene with Henry holding the baby, speaking to him. I just think it's beautiful of of remembering what that really was like for Joseph. 
As adults, we grow up and it's easy for us to forget. We've heard this story so many times. We've heard different aspects of it. We've heard different things. But as we grow up, we forget how amazing it is. We're no longer children, so that excitement starts to fade. But I don't want it to fade for you. I want you to have that excitement that these kids have. As I was speaking on Christmas to some of the kids up in elementary, one word that kind of kept coming up a lot was redemption. And uh, a little kid said, hey, Miss Adrian, what's redemption mean? And I was like, well, you know, to save. And I was like, okay, maybe I should actually look this up so that I don't lead you astray. But uh, when I looked it up, it means the act of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. And that's what the story is about. It's about God saving us. We didn't deserve it. You know, I, I am brought to tears at different parts in this story because you can just feel God's presence. When Henry sings, O come, O come, Emmanuel, I mean, it's just beautiful. God is sending his son to be here with us. That redemption is so powerful, and that's what should give us that excitement, that God doesn't desire for us to be lost. He wants us to be with him. And I'm going to read you a verse. I know we, uh, you hear this verse a lot during this season, but I think it's really fitting. Matthew 1 verses 18 through 23. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God sent him not just so that we would have this fun Christmas story that we could talk about every year, Sometimes I forget the power behind what he did. He sent it so that we would have hope. He didn't want us to be lost. I love what verse 23 says. It says they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We are no longer alone. And during this time, some people feel lonely. They've gone through a loss. Maybe there's a spot at your table that is missing, someone that's supposed to be there. Maybe you come from a broken home, so Christmas has never been anything special. Maybe finances are tough, and you're wondering how you're even going to make it work. I want you to remember this, that God sent his son to be here with you. Emmanuel, not he's above you, he's watching you, he's here with us. The next thing I want to touch on is number two, create in the next generation a wonder that will not fade. And I know not all of us here are parents. You don't have to be a parent to do this. My kids have so many people that speak into their lives, so many adults that speak into their lives. Now, if all we show our kids is that Christmas is the gifts, the presents, the fun, the outings, that's great, but they're going to eventually grow up and they're going to lose the wonder of Christmas. But if we show kids the power behind this story, the amazing price that Jesus paid coming to earth knowing fully well that he would die for our sins, if we teach them the love of Jesus, that is something they will never, ever grow out of. And I, I love what Philip Yancey wrote. He said, in Jesus, something new happened. God became one of his own creatures, an event unparalleled, unheard of. In fact, in the fullest sense of the word, 
God who fills the universe imploded to become a peasant baby who, like every infant who ever lived, had to learn to walk and talk and dress himself. In the incarnation, God's son deliberately handicapped himself, exchanging omniscience for a brain that learned Aramaic, omnipresence for two legs, omnipotence for arms strong enough to saw wood but too weak for self-defense. Instead of overseeing a hundred billion galaxies at once, he now looked over a narrow alleyway in Nazareth, a pile of rocks in the Judean desert and a crowded street in Jerusalem. God chose to become one of us. He chose to send his son to do all these earthly things, and we need our kids to understand this. His love for us is so deep and so powerful. If they get that instilled in them, they will not stray away from it. But if we forget, if we forget what this is all about and we don't instill it into our children, they will also forget. In our family, we have a tradition. My grandpa Cole started when I was young. That Christmas morning, there was all of us. We'd all spend the night there and there was like nine grandkids, four different sets of family. We'd all be there. He would read the Christmas story. We were not allowed to touch a present, to eat breakfast, to do anything until we started our day with Jesus. And my grandpa has gone on to pass and now my father takes on that role. And our kids know we start Christmas with Jesus. And uh, some years it's straight out of the Bible in different versions. Other years it's a book my dad has found that talks about the love of Jesus. But I love that my kids know they're like, all right, where's the story? They know that we're going to learn about Jesus. And I have a video of of last year I want to show you. You lean in close over Jesus in that manger and you see his blazing glory when you come close to his white hot love for you how can you not scramble right out of the manger and right into the world with a heart glowing like hot embers of love for jesus telling everyone about the love of jesus a heart that really loves jesus could catch the world on fire with love and love and more love it's true jesus came into the world for you and it's really true you came into the world for him to let everyone know about him is that not a day Amen. cold moment very good it's about loving other people as you see, it doesn't have to be perfect. You can have the dog barking in the background, the restless kids. But what you do have to do is put the focus on Jesus. If we don't make this a priority in our kids' life, it's really easy for them to forget what Christmas is all about. And lastly, number three, help others find the wonder. I want to challenge you with this because for some, this season is hard. It's not easy. They don't enjoy Christmas. They either have lost someone they, they don't know how they're going to make Christmas happen for their family, and they feel hopeless, but you can be that light in their life. It doesn't have to be hard. It can be volunteering your time to help. Maybe you're helping at the neighborhood feed people. Maybe you're volunteering by wrapping presents and getting those for people that need it. Showing kindness to someone that maybe hasn't shown it to you. Maybe it's even as easy as letting the mom in front of you go in front of you at the school pickup line because you know, let's be honest, you don't cut in the school pickup line. But it doesn't have to be hard. You can show Jesus' love in the most simple of ways. And I think this picture of Cade, my son, shows perfectly what... So here, he's broken his collarbone. He doesn't normally wear an ace bandage. But uh, he's holding the candle, and we were singing Silent Night. 
And I just loved the way he was gazing at it and, and thinking on it. And Max Licato put it this way. He said, it is the season to be jolly because more than any other time we think of him, for a few precious hours he is beheld, Christ the Lord. And those who pass the year without seeing him suddenly see him. People who have been accustomed to using his name in vain pause to use it in praise. Eyes now free of the blinders of self-marvel at his majesty. And all of a sudden he is everywhere in the grin of the policeman as he drives the wagon full of presents to the orphanage, in the emotion of the father who is too thankful to finish dinner table prayer, in the tears of the mother who welcomes her son home from overseas. He's in the solemn silence of the shopping mall shoppers as the elementary school choir sings away in a manger. He is with us. God has come and we are filled with wonder. As I close, we are only weeks away from Christmas. I'd like to encourage us all. Number one, don't forget the wonder. Don't forget that Jesus came to earth in a manger in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. That he stepped out of heaven. He gave up his deity to become Emmanuel, God with us. He did this for you and for me, even though we didn't deserve it, so that we could see him. I want you to understand God's love more clearly. He came for you. And number two, let us remember to reveal to our kids and our grandkids the true meaning of Christmas. Not just the presents, not just the tree and Santa, which will fade with age, but be intentional to take time as a family and to let them know the greatest wonder of this season, a wonder that can last a lifetime. And lastly, number three, let's step into our purpose and our calling of the Great Commission. Each of us is presented every day with opportunities that we could share God's love to others. Especially during the season, as Max Lucado encouraged, it is the best time because those that are usually unaware feel God's love, feel Christ's presence. And even those that have maybe walked away will come back. There is an opportunity for us to share his love and share the real wonder of Christmas. I'll close in prayer. God, thank you so much today to remind us the gift you gave in sending your son. We really don't deserve it, but you decided to save us anyways. As we go through these next few weeks, God, be with us. Show us your wonder. Lead us in how we can help show others this price you paid. Help us to demonstrate hope to those that feel hopeless. Help us to never outgrow this story, this beautiful nativity story, and this gift you gave us in Jesus. We praise you and love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Message Podcast. To keep up to date with us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or check us out at our website, grove.church.